Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic Grimaldi here with Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and bring it to the streets. It's an honor to be here with you today. I haven't done a solo show in a while, so I'm going to uh, do one today. Again, uh, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail, if you want to uh, interact with me about anything we say we talk about today. And also there's a, if you ever want to make a contribution to the show, uh, you can go on our website, desertskybaptist.org, and we have a, a Zelle app there. And obviously that those funds can be used in furtherance of the radio ministry, in furtherance of the kingdom of God and the church. Uh, that's, you pray about those things, but today's Street Talk Theology, I want to speak about worldview. I muse a lot about this. I, I, you know, I go to the gym here in town. You know, sometimes I'll be walking around and maybe working out, and 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 I, I, I look at people and interact with people. Obviously, I'm just using the gym because I'm. I go to the gym and I, I get to see a, a lot of people in the gym, and maybe a lot of them are not church. In fact, I've witnessed uh, at times in the gym and handed out the card to the church and things of that nature. So I know that there are people in there, obviously that don't go to church. And I also know some people that do, obviously. But but I always wonder, like, what their worldview is. What, what are they, you know, what are they thinking about? What is their life goals? And a lot of times that goes through my head as I'm watching people. It gives you an urgency to really want to preach the gospel because, I mean, you don't know. I mean, there could be people in there that are Christians and and, and things of that nature and praise God for that. But on the other hand, if I may, I think about when, when you're in there working out and you, you want your, your body to look good and those things are good and healthy and, and you, you want to keep yourself in shape, no doubt about it. Uh, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit and, and you know, um, these things are important, I really believe, in, in a secondary or tertiary thinking in life, so to speak. But I wonder... What what puzzles me is that a lot of people are just living for the here and now. They want to look at life in this temporal world that we live in as all there is. You know, I, I muse on this stuff like I think it was yesterday, uh, the day before, uh, Suzanne Summers uh, died at 76. And I remember when I was a kid, I used to watch Three's Company. And, and you remember Suzanne Summers? Um, you know, attractive woman and stuff, but that stuff doesn't last. I mean, you know, uh, at 76 years old, obviously I haven't seen any pictures of her lately or anything like that, but, but you know, when somebody's in their prime in their twenties and thirties and acting or things of that nature, same thing I was thinking about Bob Dylan, right? I mean, you think about and and how time goes and, and those days of what they live for, whether it's music or acting or writing or whatever it might be, that gets, you You get too old to do it. You can't do it no more. And then you die. 
and then you wonder this is what makes me think what you know what is their worldview death is always around the corner this was the right of ecclesiastes issue you know the rich and the poor there's no different death is the is this common denominator you know i got uh my the 39th psalm open right now and I uh, just a couple of verses here. This interesting stuff here. It says, Yahweh caused me to know my end. 39th Psalm, fourth verse. Yahweh caused me to know my end. And what is the extent of my days? Let me know how transient I am. This is a, a worldview. Uh, he, he's asking the Lord, Lord, let me know how transient I am. Behold, you have made my days as handbreadths and my lifetime is nothing before you in light of eternity right surely every man even standing firm is altogether vanity and then there's that selah that pause surely every man walks about as a shadow or as a phantom or as an image or even a ghost if you want to kind of muse that word a little bit surely they make an uproar in vain he piles up riches and does not know who will gather them. And so this is this world view here of the, the psalmist uh, of David who wrote the psalm. And he's saying, man, if this is all there is. And then he goes on to say, and now, Lord, what do I hope in? My expectation is in you. Deliver me from all my transgressions. Make me not the reproach of the wicked fool. This is a worldview. This is a mindset. This is having an eternal mindset over against temporal reality. You know, I was speaking about the book of Ecclesiastes, and, and, and that's an interesting book. I, I, I love the book of Ecclesiastes. I remember when I did a sermon series on it. Uh, here at Desert Sky Baptist Church. And I, I remember when I said I was going to preach on Ecclesiastes, there's a, a lot of the congregants saying, oh, you know, it's kind of a depressing book. And and I was saying, but you don't understand, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great book, not only because it's in the Bible, but it deals with everything under the sun. It shows you how what the writer comes to a, a conclusion or the end of the matter, so to speak, is that to fear God? Because when he's looking at life, and he was a, a rich dude, a rich king, speaking about the here and now. And he says, I think in, uh, was it uh, chapter 9, verse 11, again, I again saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, and the battle is not to the mighty, and neither is bread to the wise, nor riches to the discerning, nor favor to men who know, for time and misfortune overtake them all. Moreover, man does not know his time like a fish seized in an evil net and bird seized in a trap. So the sons of men are ensnared at an evil time when it suddenly befalls them. Basically, the writer is saying, we don't, I, we don't have nothing figured out. We may think one thing, but something else happens. We have no control of any or all situations. I mean, obviously, the writer's looking at it from a human perspective, a temporal perspective, and it's frustrating to him. The question he wrestles with, do we live by time and chance? Is that all there is? <laughs> Eat, drink, be merry. Today you live, tomorrow you die. 
I mean, the writer of Ecclesiastes was experienced in riches and wealth. And this man did not leave a stone unturned. He engaged in the human experience cycle. And he found worldly experiences to be fleeting, to be elusive, a vapor, if you will, transient, a phantom. The writer depicted the temporal aspects of life seemed to be all that vanity because death is always crouching at the door. That's his musing. That's his mindset. Death is always crouching at the door. Just had a little sip of my cold brew. I can't believe it's 104 degrees. What's today's date? October 16th. I'll be going to California on the weekend. I'll be there for 10 days, uh, do some preaching, and I'll be able to go into the United States Penitentiary in Lompoc, California, where I did some time many years ago. I'll be able to go in there by God's grace and preach. And I'm thinking about preaching on worldview. What's your worldview? What, what is your What is your life consist of? Because time and chance can happen to anyone at any time. You know, the writer of Ecclesiastes looks at things, um, uh, so to speak, um, apart from God. And he comes out uh, basically that there's no hope. And, and the, the outcome or that common denominator is death. Again, all is vanity, chasing after the wind, chasing after a phantom, after a ghost. That's the perspective. And see, this is a good perspective because he's thinking, he's musing, he's spending money, he's living his life. And he says, wait a minute, time out. It don't matter how much money I have. It don't matter how much money if I don't have. Death is crouching at the door. <laughs> right? You would expect the fastest person to win a foot race, the most seasoned warrior to win the battle, the most physically able to come out on top in a physical contest. But the writer says, man, that's not always true. It's not always true. You know, I, I tell people all the time, I don't care how smart you are, how many degrees you may obtain. No one except the word of God can tell you what happens when you die. No one can tell you what happens when you die except the word of God, except the word of God. And I think it's the biblical perspective that we need to hear. We have a lot of worldviews, worldly mindsets. Like I said, eat, drink, be merry today, you live, tomorrow you die. Hear the writer of Ecclesiastes. Thank God at the end of the, the Ecclesiastes, he says, you know what? I've looked at all this and you know what? You need to fear God because I don't get this. And none of us really do unless you're a Christian. And I'm not trying to say that pejoratively. Because like I said, when I see the people in the gym and I see people walking around and, and wondering what their, what their uh, worldview might be and, and things of that nature, I contemplate and say, man, they need to know the Lord. They need to know the Lord. You know, it's just good to be back with you guys. I, I, I feel like, you know, when I take these breaks and I come back and I got to hook up all this equipment, I'm not that tech savvy. And uh, thank God for Al who kind of walks me through this stuff. But I, I want to get back to this in a second because I, I want to get Jesus's perspective on this. I think we can line it up with Jesus' perspective, what I think is important to the, to the whole colloquy, to the whole um, uh, verbiage here. But I do 
have a sermon coming up, a two-part sermon on the cycles of life on the book of Ecclesiastes. And that should be played next week and the week after. And then after that, I have Kevin Swanson coming on, speaking about his book called The Tattooed Jesus. That's an excellent book. Kevin's an articulate dude. I think you'll enjoy that. That's in the coming up series. But but I wanted to start off this kind of worldview series with myself speaking about worldview. And then, like I said, next week and the week after, we'll speak about the cycles of life in the book of Ecclesiastes. And then we'll have Kevin Swanson on for the tattoo Jesus, which is a worldview in itself. And it's an excellent read, an excellent read. But again, now I want to, so we're talking about worldview. We're talking about time and chance. Right of Ecclesiastes was baffled. He don't get it. Even if you got so much money, you got all the gold and silver, Death is could be at the door. You can have you can be poor and live eight hundred. Uh, well, obviously exaggerating. You can live eighty five years poor, thirty years rich, or vice versa. And he doesn't get it. It's all vanity. And I like the psalmist. Lord, let me to know about my days. That's why the Bible says, "Redeem the time; the days are evil. Buy back the time." I want to go to the thirteenth division of Luke for a second in our last 10 or 15 minutes of the segment. So this is an interesting colloquy here, an interesting discussion between the audience. We don't know who the audience is. The Bible says now at that time, this is Luke 13, if you want to follow. The first verse says, now at that time, there were some present who were reporting to him, Jesus, about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. So, there's these Galileans that are standing outside preparing to bring sacrifices into the temple, and Pilate kills them, time and chance. So these people are looking at this, and they're kind of musing. They're kind of saying, well, Jesus knows what they're thinking, because look what happens. Is that Jesus answered and said to them, do you think that these Galileans were greater sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered these things? That's a serious worldview question. It's a serious worldview question. So these Galileans were outside preparing sacrifices to go into the temple, to bring into the temple, and they got killed by Pilate. And Jesus said, do you think these guys were greater sinners because this happened? And Jesus gives them a stark answer. I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. That's an interesting colloquy there because it's not that you're going to perish in the same way, but you are going to perish in the same way. But unless you repent and believe the gospel. So that's that. That's murder. But Jesus looks at something else, an accident. Look at the next example. Or do you think that those 18 on whom the Tower of Siloam fell and killed them were worse offenders than all the men who live in Jerusalem? He says, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. I mean, it's an accident. A tower falls on 18 people, time and chance. But the stark version to that story is the same version with the Tower of Siloam in Jesus' day. Unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. That is a stark reality. That's the worldview of Jesus Christ, our Savior. 
who knew no sin and became sin so we can become the righteousness of God in Christ. The blessing or the encouragement and the warning comes in the parable of the barren fig tree. And he was telling this parable. A man had a fig tree which had been planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and did not find any. And he said to the vineyard keeper, Behold, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree without finding any. Cut it down. Why does it even use up the ground? And he answered and said to him, Let it alone, sir, for this year too, until I dig it around and put in it manure. And if it bears fruit next year, fine, but if not, cut it down. This is the room here. If you have life and breath, before you will get cut down, you need to bear fruit of repentance. Yes, time and chance can happen. But here, the Lord is saying, before that happens, you're living and breathing. Now, this is the day of salvation. This is the day of salvation. Repent and believe the gospel. And you know something? We pray that everybody listening to this radio station are Christians. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe by time and chance, you just happen to stumble over this station. The providence of God. Maybe you hit a button and you were going to that I don't know, jazz station, rock and roll station, hip hop station. And maybe by time and chance, you have stumbled and hearing this man with the funny accent. And the message to you is to repent and believe the gospel because tomorrow is not promised to anyone. God uses these strange providences to bring his message across. He's a good God in Christ, and he owes us absolutely nothing. But it's that interval, that parable of the barren fig tree, because by every right, he has every right to cut it down. We have not bore fruit, but by grace, through the Spirit, when we recognize that there's more to this life than our bodybuilding, our sports watching, our movie watching, our school going, all of them have their place, not being legalistic by no way, shape, or form. Not my stilo, just isn't. Perspective. Even Paul said, you know, uh, bodily exercise is, is good for a season. Nothing wrong with it. But what's your perspective? What's your true perspective? <laughs> Listen, I'm 66 years old. When I was in prison years ago, I used to run 40 miles a week. 50 miles a week, I, if I try that now, I'll, you'll have to come and visit me in the hospital. But I try to walk a little bit, try to lift a little light weights, you know, try to keep myself in best shape as I can. Of course, not like before. But these are things to think about. These are things to contemplate. None of us are exempt from these contemplations, at least. Now, you might be, listen, if you're a Christian, praise the living God in Christ through the Spirit. 
then your worldview, you have an eternal worldview. And it's so amazing because the things in this world for the Christian, for the Christian who has obtained by grace eternal life, God still gives you these wonderful things to enjoy. Sporting event, an exercise regimen. Maybe you like to read four or five books over the summer or the winter, whatever. Holidays like Christmas, whatever. All these things for the Christian is a blessing. Because you know that's you know, that's not where your 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 life, your life is anchored. You can enjoy these things, but all of them are temporal. All of them are temporal. Even the 401ks. Well, maybe today in more ways than one, right? Listen, I love you guys, man. I, I, you know, when I get on the radio, I, I don't want to get off. Uh, Hal told me to try to go for 30 minutes. So I'm almost there, about 27 minutes. But it's really an honor to do this. I, um, you know, I teach in Lagos Christian Academy, a uh, wonderful school, Christian school. I, I try to do, uh, try to do, I, I, I teach one class a week. I'll, I'll be, I'll, uh, next semester, I'm going to be teaching two classes a week just for uh, a couple of extra weeks. Uh, try to help Dr. Ross and, 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 you know, pray for that school. I mean, we, we want to make sure that we're obviously rightly dividing the word of truth. We got young kids in there. We're trying to bring them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord, but we can only do so much. The, the, the onus is really on the parents. So pray for the parents of the students too, as we uh, navigate through this. But again, it's been, it's been a while. And I, I just wanted to remind you that really without Christ, we're walking dead men. We're walking dead men. We may look alive. We may be animated. We, but if we don't have Christ, all is vanity, chasing after the wind, a phantom, transient, here today, gone tomorrow, easy come, easy go. Whatever cliches people use today. Again, it's an honor to speak to you. Thanking Calvary Chapel for what they do for us here in Desert Sky to keep us on the air and keep us bringing the message of our Lord. Thankful to Pastor Pat and everyone. Thankful for the congregation that I serve. Give me a shout out, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. If you do not have a church, if you have a church, you stay with that church, especially if they're teaching, sound teaching. But if you don't have a church, give us a visit. Give us a holler at desertskybaptist.org. You can reach me at Pastor Grimaldi again at gmail.com. This is a show we call Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and we bring it to the streets. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org. <laughs>